Yo, yo, John Fitch here. John Fitch knows nothing. We're a week from uh, Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Yes. Um, no snow in California, but it is a little chilly. I'm a little, uh, you know, wrapped up today. Is my uh, camera out of focus? Give me troubles. All right. What's up, guys? What's up? We're a week. We're a week from Christmas. Christmas is a week away. Are you excited? You got your shopping and stuff done? Um, I've got my stuff done. I've got some stuff for the kids. I think it'll be a good Christmas. I'm excited. I love Christmas time. I just don't really like the cold. You know, I'm a, I'm a summer guy. Leave me in summer year round. I'll be all right. Uh, but all right, guys, we had we had fights. We had fights. We had UFC card this weekend. There was a lot of fights. Actually, some uh, pretty good ones. There's some controversial decisions and uh, things that you know are going to impact fights that are coming up uh, soon. You know, fights that are going to play out, especially that 185 pound division. Since you know Pierre uh, beat Izzy. That opens things up a lot because as, as powerful of a striker as Pereira is, he's got some big holes in that grappling, big big holes in the groundwork, and there's a lot of guys who are who are frothing frothing at the mouth to get a shot at, at him. So let's get into the fight. Let's do it. All right, starting with the preliminary card. And I saw most of the fights, and there are some pretty good ones. Um, uh, the Dvorak and Cape fight was pretty good. Cape won the decision there. Excuse me. Sorry, I didn't mean to burp on you guys. But uh, <clears throat> the Brian Battle fight. Brian Battle has been a fun guy to watch. Uh, he kind of got hammered pretty hard, though, by Renat. I'm liking this guy, Renat Fakretinov. 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 It's good. Um, Fakr is a tough dude. Tough, tough wrestling, tough ground and pound. He hit hard, and he was able to pull that fight off. The uh, Garcia fight, Mahashate, was bloody. There were pints of blood, just buckets of blood in that fight. I didn't get to see all of it because I was I was doing something. Um, I kept coming in and out and seeing how how much blood was on the mat. It was pretty wild. Brandon Hunter here asking, uh, anyone see Garcia? Yeah, he lost they lost a lot of blood. Those are uh, I still don't think that 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 was as bloody as the. Uh, what is that? There was a Jonathan Goulet fight, I think, a long time ago on an undercard that was just one of the bloodiest things. It was like from a small cut in the head, but it was one of the one of the bloodiest fights I've ever seen. And uh, it was like an undercard fight, too, I think. So it was just like the canvas was just red. <laughs> like they slaughtered a, a pig. They, they wheeled a pig out onto the canvas and, and cut it up uh, before the, the main card started and the, the televised portion of the fights. We're, we're uh, seeable to people. That's uh, that's not that's not a fun that's not fun when you have to fight in those type of fights, those bloody fights. You know, uh, you're a little bit sticky from the blood. You're slippery at the same time. 
and then the smell the smell of of it's like iron or smell of pennies you know just you can't you can't escape it it's it imprints into your into your mind when you uh are in one of those kind of fights and it even it even like the guys who fight after that when you fight after somebody's bled all over the mat pretty bad that's crazy too because you just smell that blood everywhere you get you get it on you you get you know i've had i've like brushed off like beads and little things of blood from dried up blood on the canvas that got stuck on me during the fight is it's gross man <laughs> it's gross so it's it is definitely one of those things where uh you got to be tough you got to be able to suck it up and be like all right well whatever man it's just the way it is <laughs> it's bloody it it's uh nasty and we're just gonna have to finish this out we have to finish this fight a little bit phlegmy tonight uh after the uh garcia fight we had sayed uh, namagamadov no relation to the uh the other namagamadovs um but he was fighting uh man these guys names i gotta they're they're working me Sayed Yakub, Sayed Yakub, Kakramanov, Kakramanov, Kakram is tough. He was giving every piece of himself. He was giving it to Sayed. It was a tough fight. He was he was back in the corner and be, getting beat up a little bit. And Nurmagomedov was slick with that choke. He was able to sink that choke in. He was able to. Uh, Finish the fight, man. That was nasty. It was nice little, nice little uh, submission. If he did not finish that submission, though, like he would have lost that fight. He was losing the fight, and it'll be nice to see uh, Cockram in the future because he was he was throwing hard, man. He was throwing hard fight, uh, hard punches, hard kicks, hard everything, and he was just on on sad the whole fight, just on him up until when he got submitted. Um, Jake Matthews, Semmelsberger. This was a good fight too. I enjoyed this. Semmelsberger often knocks guys out, but he managed to win a decision this time. It was it was a pretty good fight. There was a number of knockdowns here and there. Uh, <clears throat> I stepped out for a minute to buy some booze, so I missed a couple of fights: the girl fight and uh, the Brundage. Oleg Sijuskuk. <laughs> um, I'd miss that fight. I wish I wouldn't have missed the fight, but that was quick. It was a three three minutes sixteen second KO in the first round. So hopefully I'll get to catch Michael in his uh, next fight. And yeah, I think this is one fight of the night. I believe fight of the night: Drew Dauber and Bobby Green. This was a really good fight. I like both these guys. Both guys fight really hard. Um, they're able to strategize their fights, right? Like I watch Dabra, a Bobby Green fight. Like I watch enough of it. I will see game plans develop. I will see strategies develop. It's not necessarily guys just going out and trading and having a sparring match or, or, or whatever. It's not a one trick pony type thing. I, they're enjoyable in, in pretty much every fight I've seen, but this was a, Sticky fight, I think, for, for Dauber because if he wasn't able to pull this off and get the finish and win the fight, 
he's he's you know kind of deadlocked himself in that weight division because Bobby Green already got worked by Islam and he's just not going to get into that title contention zone for a while like he's just not he's going to have to win some big fights against big names consecutively before he gets to there so if Badawar would have dropped this it would have it would have put him behind a big rock trying to get ahead and get to the title um but Dabur looked good, but, you know, uh, Bobby Green was winning the fight. In my opinion, Bobby Green was winning that fight up until the knockout. Uh, he was able to use movement. You know, he's moving laterally uh, often, making Dabur chase him a little bit, and he was able to use that jab, and he was able to, to flick off a lot of quick punches, a lot of quick strikes. He was using his speed to his advantage, and he was scoring. He was doing really well. The Dabur was doing a good job of – trying to corral Bobby Green. He was struggling with it a little bit. He eventually found his mark, uh, but he had to move his head, get inside, and land those big punches. He had the power. Green had the speed, and that fight played out, you know, with those guys trying to utilize those advantages. Dober ends up with the knockout in the second. He did, he did great. It was a really good fight, um, enjoyable, and I believe they got the fight of the night. Award. I think they did get given the award. Let's see, I steal it over here in the chat. Hmm. Brendan is saying, Did I expect to see Dober lose? No, I wasn't expecting to see Dober lose. No, I wasn't. Um, uh, I liked Dober. I thought, I thought, um, I thought he would win that fight. I was hoping that he would win that fight also because, you know, I, I, he's exciting. He's fun. He's skilled. I like, I, you know, I like watching him fight. So I thought he would win. I wanted to see him win because I want to see him fight bigger names, you know. But being honest, like, he was losing. Like, uh, Bobby Green was just staying a little bit ahead of him and getting the work done. And, uh, you know, Dover ended up getting the job done, which is great. Um, who are you talking about? How Jake didn't wrestle earlier. Sorry, guys. Oh, I see what you're saying, dude. CJ is asking uh, how Jake didn't wrestle earlier blows my mind. Yeah, you know, go to your strengths. I'm a big believer in guys. If you're fighting somebody who is a really good striker or very powerful striker, I think it's a really good idea to force clinch and force them to grapple. You know, even if you don't get the takedown, even if you don't put them on the ground, I think it's a really great idea to put them in a situation where they have to use kind of some static strength and a fight through positions, make make them clinch fight, put them in that situation, and it. it will reduce the power a little bit. It will reduce the speed a little bit. It will make them a little more tired. It also puts um, a hesitation in them. It makes them hesitate before throwing things because they get a little bit tired. And when guys don't try to do that early, it, it's like, what are you, you're wasting a lot of time because that's when that guy's the most dangerous. You know, force that clinch, get him a little bit tired, <clears throat> get a little bit sweaty. And then maybe you can open up and do more striking.
Colin, what's up, man? Colin's in the house saying uh, Semmelsberger is a very tough guy. He can't fight against anybody and be competitive. He can fight. I'm sorry. He can't fight against anybody. I mean, he seems like he's he's been doing um, pretty well. Uh, I think he lost a recent fight, didn't he? Didn't he lose recently? I'm pretty sure Semmelsberger lost the last time I saw him. We'll click through this and look. Yeah, uh, he lost a decision, that's right, to uh, Murano. He did. That was a little bit of a closer fight. Or did he get out-wrestled? I can't remember. I'm old. <laughs> but, yeah, he did, he, did, he did lose that fight. I got uh, – what kind of booze did I get yesterday? I got Oban. I got some Oban. It was on sale. The guy talked me into it, and then uh, I got some some Tito's vodka from my lady. It was fun. It was nice. It was good. It was a good. It was a good lazy Saturday. You know, had a lot of fun. I also got word from uh, one of my students. Yeah, the wrestling tournament on Saturday that he used one of my moves. He took a kid down with the single leg that I taught him, and then he was able to uh, pin the kid with the ball and chain technique I taught him. So that's pretty cool. I'm glad to uh, have been a part of that. It's fun. <sighs> Colin says, Green had his hands down the whole time, which is his style. However, should have been a bit more careful with a big puncher like Dobber. Yeah, I, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, sometimes, it's the, this is the thing, is sometimes the guys who put their hands down, because I've done this in, in training and sparring and stuff before, but sometimes when you put your hands down, it, it gets the other guy anxious. He gets overly anxious and starts headhunting a lot. And you can use that against them. The problem is your speed dissipates. It goes away after you get a little older, I think. And you can't rely on it forever. There's also so many tools available in MMA to attack somebody and hurt somebody that if you're dropping your hands, like there's a good chance that a kick or a knee, something comes through and you get caught. So you, I think you're hundred percent right. You're better off just keeping your hands up all the time and not playing that game. But I understand what they're doing when they play that game. Uh, that's right. That's right. Yep. That yeah, that's it's, he's got to be kicking himself bad now, but live and learn. But that that could have been, you know, he, oh, I'm going to I'm going to make the boss happy. I'm going to make Dana happy. And I'm going to just stand and trade. I'm not going to do the wrestling thing because then they won't like me and they won't pat me on the head and tell me good boy. Okay, well now you lost. You get half your purse and now you're going to get a lesser fight, maybe cut or put kept on the undercard or or worse so what are you talking about this win go for the win get the takedown early beat him up get the win all right so let's uh i got some other questions about other stuff but let's go well i guess i'll just answer this real quick and then we'll get into the rest of the card colin here is saying uh hey hey john how do you think jamal hill matches up against glover texiera uh, of course, he's got youth on his side. I think Glover's technically a better fighter, but with youth, speed, agility, and power on 
Jamil Hill's side, there's a good chance that he's able to use athleticism to win the fight, you know, and uh, it's just kind of how it goes. You know, the young, the young spry buck against the old weathered soldier, you know, it's a, it's a good matchup as far as I think either guy could win the fight. I'm going to be excited to watch the fight and uh, I think it'll be a really good fight, but at the same time, you know, Anytime that guy is coming in there over 40 years old and has had, you know, 25, 30 fights, um, you know, Father Time is the only undefeated <laughs> fighter out there, right? <clears throat> All right, Colin is also asking... Are you impressed with the real-life MMA Ivan Drago, UFC heavyweight Sergey Poplovich? Apparently, he trained at AKA for a year or something. Yes, Sergey. We talked about him a lot. I've told people about him a number of times. He's he's a beast. He's an absolute monster. You know, uh, I've light sparred with him, but he's just so massive. Like him, him trying to like touch bar with you. He's like. Oh, oh, like trying not to crush your skull <laughs> with a light punch, you know, like I appreciate how nice he's, he's being because he could really like hurt people. But uh, he's just a huge monster of a man. His technique can get cleaned up a lot and he's got a long way to go with that. But he's still a title contender just for sheer size, explosiveness. And, you know, his skill set isn't bad. It can it has room for improvement. But like he's 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 tough, man. He's going to be tough for some of these heavyweights to deal with. Fun to watch. Fun guy to watch. All right, let's get the rest of this. Let's see the rest of this. So, um, yeah, Bobby Green, Dauber, good fight. And then I really like this fight. Uh, Alex uh, Caceres and Julian Arosa. I like um, The Last Samurai. Or not The Last Samurai. The Last uh, – what is it? What's his nickname? <laughs> I forgot his nickname. I, I, Leroy Brown. Not Leroy Brown. Bruce Leroy. The <laughs> – Bruce Leroy. Um, he's great. He's fun to watch. Uh, he's had some ups and downs with his career, but I always like watching him fight. He always uh, does pretty well, 20 and 13 now. You know, I hope he stays on a good track wherever he's, he's at. But he threw a textbook, a beautiful, perfect, you know, left hand, left kick over the top. And that's what we were kind of talking about before with uh, Bobby Green keeping his hands down low, you know, when um, you can kick also, it's, it's, it's dangerous. When you move move your head around, around the stuff and your hands don't stay with you, like a lot of things can come through. That's why I don't, I don't like a lot of pairing. I don't like a lot of kickboxing type techniques and boxing techniques with, with the hands here, moving the hands around because it's MMA and you've got the kicks and the elbows and the takedowns and stuff that come with it. So I think it's better to keep things really simple. That way you're not moving too much because uh, the more moving parts something has, the more the possibility there are of uh, uh, catastrophic breakdowns. Okay. The more moving parts you have in something, uh, one thing goes wrong and then everything goes to shit. So it's better to keep it simple. So if your hands are always in the same place, your defense is going to be tighter, cleaner, and then your offense comes off faster too because you don't have to bring your hand up before you throw it. Uh, things become harder to see too because everything's from the same spot. 
but you've got to move that stuff. It's not good to like move your head around and, or, or, you know, slip the, slip the punch and you move your hands to the other side. Well, you know, I'm like, Oh, I slipped the punch, but then the kicks right in the face. We seen it with Usman and we're seeing it. We saw it there with uh, Caceres. It was a great, it was a great combination. He did a great job throwing that. And, that was a hell. <laughs> that kick landed. That was some shin to face, man. That guy's got to be putting some ice on that for a while, probably. That was nasty. Um, who else? Uh, Amir Albazi looked really tough. He looked like a little animal. And um, would we have Saru? Sarukian, Sarukian got the win. And then we get into the main event, Conanier and Strickland. I like Conanier a lot. Conanier, he fights hard. Um, he can he can strike from his feet. He gets the takedowns. He does heavy ground and pound. I like that. I dig that. I like guys who can fight anywhere. But he's not a super clean kickboxer. So it was frustrating of a fight for me to watch for him not to attempt to take take uh, Strickland down at all. He didn't try to put him on the ground. He didn't try to clinch him in the cage. He was just trading with him. And it's not a terrible game plan necessarily because Strickland's not a great, you know, precise striker or striker. Sorry, just speaking. You know, he's not going to go and join, you know, uh, Glory or K1 or something and and do awesome against high-level strikers. That's why we see him get handled by Piera, because he's more of a brawling-style stand-up, which can be effective if you know how to use it right. But against a really clean striker, the brawler usually is going to get beat. He just is. So I don't know if Kanyer thought that he was so clean and smooth as a striker that he could be on that you know glory kickboxing level that he thought, oh, I'll just do that. I'll do what Pierre did, knock him out. You know, uh, could also have been that, that he's just like, oh, I'm powerful. I can punch hard, and we just watched Pierre and knock him out with one punch. You know, he's one-punched him, so maybe I'll one-punch him. Maybe maybe I can do the same thing. And, you know, I when I fought GSP, I had, I had that in my mind because two fights before, that was like him losing to Sarah. So if you convince yourself that somebody's chin's gone, you're going to try to shortcut it and just land that big punch. Uh, but a lot of that fight was, I don't know, there, there wasn't a lot of strategy when the only strategy that I can see between the fighters is I'm just going to hit him hard. I'm going to hit him hard, harder than he hits me. And that's it. Like, I mean, I want to see some high level skill and game planning. You know, you guys have been training for maybe decades. I want to see the things you've been working on, you know? I just don't want to see an in-shape brawler fighting people. And um, I'm glad I'm glad Conor won. I'm glad Conor won because if Strickland wins, uh, what what he he just is a gatekeeper basically right now because he got he got beat badly by the champ. So where did Strickland go from there? You know, uh, he's probably not getting a title shot. They're not going to give him a title shot after getting knocked out by the guy who's got the title now. So it moves the weight class along better, I think, for everybody, for 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 uh, the fans out there, for me, 
it moves things along better. So guys can, uh, we'll get to see more of a mix up in that weight class. We'll get to see more um, good fights with guys climbing the ladder. So Conanier, who knows what will be next for him? Maybe he'll get that title shot. Who knows? It'd be interesting to see if he can fight uh, Piera and be able to take Piera down. You know, maybe beat him up pretty bad on the ground, big elbows in the fence. It's possible. The other thing with Strickland is he's kind of, he seems, I don't know, he may be playing a shtick. It might just be a gimmick, but he kind of seems like a dick, right? He kind of seems like a dick because he keeps posting videos of him knocking guys out in training. That's just, that's tasteless in my opinion, because it's not like he's, he's putting up, uh, you know, I've never heard of the guys he's sparring with. They, have they ever named any of the guys he's sparring with? Are they like amateurs? Are they pros? They, are they any good? Or is he just out here giving concussions to like the gym bums? You know, that it's pretty gross. It could all be made up also. Like it, it could just be faked anyways you know maybe the guy's just pretending to get knocked out or whatever so they can put a a video out that that gets eyeballs on it who knows and nothing on the internet seems real so who knows if those knockouts are even like legitimate real knockouts but he seems like he's messing (laughs) like being a real dick in training like i i don't i don't want that in my gym you know if 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 it happens on accident like it's fine. But if guys are like trying, you're trying to knock out your training partners, you're trying to knock out your teammates. Like it's one thing to be trying to do a good job with your technique and everything, but you can tell when, you know, especially this last one that I saw the the most recent one, that guy was done 30 seconds before he dropped him or whatever. The guy was way done. There was there. The coaches should not allowed that sparring to have continued. Like Strickland wasn't getting any benefit out of it. And the guy he's beating up is just going to get hurt or gun shy or his career is just going to be ruined. Like, what's the point? What is the point of it? You know, <clears throat> if he's if he's bringing some some uh, online punk <laughs> who's talking smack about how he sucks and can't hit hard or something like that, he's bringing that guy in. So I remember Koscheck years ago did that. It's happened a few times with other guys. That's fine. Okay. So some guy, some guy talked shit and you said, Hey, you know what? You want to talk shit? Come, come in, sign the waiver, you know? And the guy stepped up and did it. That's a different story. But if you're like trying to knock out your teammates and videotape it so you can get some more likes on your, on your social media, I'm just not feeling that, man. It's just, it seems very low, low value behavior. Um, James Wise saying, have you ever received pay-per-view points contractually or your overall person? Uh, no, the uh, only title, you have to have the title and then defend it before you're eligible for pay-per-view points. <sighs> yeah. I'm sorry. This uh, CJ is saying he thought he was going to KO Strickland. I think I think you're right. I think Conor really thought that he was going to be able to knock him out just throwing hands, throwing punches. Which I just don't I don't understand some of the ideology with these guys sometimes, man. Because Conor could have 
you know, force clinch, beat him up in the fence, maybe taking him down to the ground even a, a little bit, beat him up on the ground a little bit, make them make him work, make him get a little bit tired, start getting him to think about the takedown, and then second round, start fainting the takedowns, and then and then try to knock him out, or or wait till the third round. You had a five rounds to do it. You know, I think. I feel like that's missing sometimes with a lot of these coaches and the people that fight the day. They they're not they don't they don't game plan per round. Like I'm gonna fight this way for round one and we'll fight this way for round two. And then once I get the momentum or whatever, I open up and do these other things. Like I don't know if anybody ever really does that much. You know? Because you need to be training and sparring like that too sometimes you know you get that first round like hey we want a fast first round we want this we want this with this and then you get through that first round and then second round you're like hey now this round focus on doing these things and then you really put in the work to make it happen thj is saying strickland's chin held up well he ate several big right hands yeah so he's not chinny he's not chinny i think yeah pierre alex pierre is just very good with that hook he lands that hook very well very hard and he's a big guy man he's a big guy coming down to 185 he's got reach could be a lot of he could be a lot of problems for a lot of people for a long time but he's got that he's got that big jink in the armor with with the takedown defense and grappling on the ground not being the best DJ again saying, got Kenanier plus 110. Is that what you got for the uh, Pierre fight? Tyler Durden's stupid name is saying, Sean is a tough dude, but tough isn't good enough. You're right. You know, it's not the tough man competitions. Tough man competitions will get you king of the tough man, <laughs> but it's not, it's not what we're doing here. It's not MMA. That's a good point, too. I don't know if I've seen that either. Tyler Durden's stupid name is saying, can Strickland grapple? I've never seen it. I'm not I'm not sure. I don't know what it looks like. I don't. I can't really think if I could, if I've seen him f- fight anybody who was a good grappler. I don't know. Interesting. Uh, CJ with the info. Saying Brendan Allen couldn't take him down. So he's at least competent, fairly competent. Just being defensive doesn't necessarily make you good at it. Uh, you know, he's, he's just he's hard to hard to take down. Yes, 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 yes. This is true. This is true. John Fish. The GOAT UFC. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the word for it, DJ Strickland, Ultimate Gym Warrior. <laughs> like, that's it, just it really this rubs me the wrong way. Because you know, you you train with guys who are a little bit like that. Sometimes they go way too hard in training and sparring, and you're like, like you never, you never, you never fight, and then <laughs> you never have fights coming up, and then you you take days off, and then you take three days off, and then come back on the fourth day and go go hard like it's the damn Super Bowl, goddamn Super Bowl. And, and it's like, the hell, man. Like, I'm tired and sore from all the other uh, all the other uh, stuff I've been doing. And you're fresh. 
Mm, so I don't know. Uh, I am here saying that Sean Strickland isn't the brightest bulb in the box. I, 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 everything's fake online, so you know I'm not gonna say that because he could just, he's just playing a role, you know. Because unfortunately, all the, all the pro wrestling fans we got that have flooded into the sport and are watching the sport, that's what they like. They like pro wrestling, so he's playing the pro wrestling shtick. That could be what he's doing. He might be a completely different person if you meet him, you know. James Y saying uh, Strickland shtick, yes, on his third IG, third Instagram. So he keeps getting kicked off of Instagram, but seems like a genuine dude if you look past the persona. <laughs> uh, well, if the Instagram hates him, he might not be all that bad of a guy, you know, because Instagram kind of hates me too with the shadow bannings and the uh, whatever. I was supposed to have that taken off in like November, but that's not taken off. They're, yeah, lying jerk-offs, censoring morons. If you have to censor people for their mean words, you're just kind of a really weak person. You're just weak. I'm sorry, man. It's, it's just, it's gross. It's gross to me. But those are the fights. That That's what we got going on. Uh, Conanier looked good. Uh, I think he could have applied some different strategies towards winning that fight. There's a lot of people upset with the score. I don't know if you guys um, agreed with the score or not. But what do we have here? Conan here. <clears throat> yeah, so last fight he lost to Adesanya. So we just had a title shot. So he might be in a position to fight the new champ. If... Uh, I don't know if they're going to make the Israel fight in Piera. Is that going to happen like first? Or are they going to let some other guys in and fight? Because Cunningham, he could could fight. Uh, he beat Brunson. Beat Gasselson. Lost to Whitaker. Beat Hermanson. He beat Anderson Silva. So he's got he's got some good good wins. Beat David Branch, lost to Dominic Reyes, but that was at light heavyweight, right? So, I mean, he's he's pretty solid of a fighter all around. Yeah, man, I say I say throw him in there. I wouldn't have a problem with it. I wouldn't have a problem with him fighting. Um, fighting for the title what do you guys what do you guys think you guys think he's ready you guys think he should be thrown in for that <sighs> yeah that, that, that let's do it uh jalen turner uh, i mean he's a tall guy i can't even think of who he is right now in my head but uh, as long as it's his, as long as he's moving up and getting closer to that top five zone, I think that's good. He needs to get 
put into bigger fights, bigger names, main cards, that type of stuff. The J is saying they for sure milked the rematch with Izzy. Yeah, but I, that's the thing though is, do they do they like Izzy? I don't know if they like Izzy. Who knows? Because that's what a lot of people don't understand is like how where the people where the fighter stands contractually with the company and how they personally like you and how they think they can profit off of you. That will um, affect. <laughs> that will affect whether or not they want to give him the rematch because they may just give him a bad matchup. You know, maybe they want him to lose again. And who knows? Maybe they like Piera more as champ. Maybe it's more exciting. Maybe people are, are paying more attention to the fights and the weight class and stuff like that because Piera is new and different and exciting to, to follow on social media. You know, it has more to do with a lot of outside things than it does with just your actual ability to fight. That's... Like kind of lame. Oh, that's a good, that's a good point. But he's got to like, he's got to fight somebody. Has he fought anybody at one eighty five? He fought that catchweight thing. But let's see him actually fight a one eighty five pounder in the top ten before we throw him in the title shot. Uh, okay. <clears throat> DJ is saying that he's managed by McGregor's management. I forget the name, but they like they like those guys. Uh, Paradigm. Is that it? Tyler Durden's stupid name. So yeah, so I mean that that plays a part in it too. But even even if you've got the good, you know the man the management they like because they really are working for the company. They're working really working for the promoter and not the athlete. You know, they can still not like that athlete. They can still – it's just all about the buzz, man. Even though like, it could be that Izzy's the best fighter at that weight class and, and um, you know, but he just doesn't have the buzz. He doesn't have the buzz. He doesn't have the buzz, and they're paying him too much money, and they can have somebody else they pay less money bring in more money, you know, because he's got a bigger buzz. And that's all they care about. They don't care about how good you are. To production. It's all production. Right? All right, guys. Uh, well, that's the fights. That's the fights today. I don't even know. There's no other fights until the beginning of next year. I think we might be done with fights altogether. And then next week is Christmas, so we might have just a Christmas special. We'll see. It might, I might have to take the day off, though, too. We'll see because everybody's going to be doing Christmas stuff anyways. So maybe I'll even pre-record a, uh, a Christmas special or something. John Fitch's Christmas special. It's just me uh, playing um, Last Christmas on the ukulele over and over and over again. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Thank you very much. Yeah, nobody's calling asking me to do nothing, right? 
I I don't play well with others because the system is messed up and everything's rigged and they're not it's not they're not actual out sports these pro these these promoters do not operate in the realm of you know actual sport and and uh, they do not provide free agency to the athletes and I'm always going to be saying stuff about that I'm always going to be talking shit about that why aren't you you know if I'm on a promotion like why aren't you fighting why aren't you going to Congress with us why aren't you helping us because the UFC's monopoly <laughs> hurts everybody so why aren't you stepping up too so I'm not I'm not I just not gonna let it go I'm not gonna stop <laughs> so like they just stay away from me because they know that's what's gonna happen you know they're not gonna let me interview <laughs> a fighter or talk during a fight and talk about hey you know it's kind of screwed up what they're doing to this guy or you know too bad there's no uh there's no independent rankings so this guy could actually you know this guy could probably be top five in the world and should be fighting other guys in the top top 10 but now he's stuck here at this promotion <laughs> because there's no cross promotion and no no uh um independent rank no independent rankings no independent belts so yeah, they don't. They don't want that. They're not going to have that. <laughs> they want everybody to pretend everything's awesome, and everybody's great, and this is the most amazing opportunity ever. Yeah, you're not allowed to tell the truth. 2022, where truth is illegal. You guys watched 1984? It's been a long time. It's been 30 years, but I watched it the other day with my girl, and. Uh, it's crazy, man. It's wild. It's wild to see that. To see if you can watch that and you can't see the same stuff going on around us today. Oh, we've been watching the last two days. You know, I've been working on the computer and watching the show, and we've been watching uh, stuff on Hulu, like American Horror Story, and then we started the Gucci or whatever Versace show, whatever, too. And they have commercials on Hulu, and it's it's unreal. The they have these. It's it's a, it's like an app or whatever on your phone for for mental health stuff, right? You you get a doctor who you tell him your problems and he'll prescribe you brain pills. You don't even meet anybody. You don't even meet them. You don't see their face. It could just be AI. Like why why do we even have prescriptions? Why are there even prescriptions? Why does it matter? Just sell it all over the counter. You're, you're, you're making it so easy and it's become so normalized to just, oh, just take a pill, just take a pill. Oh, do the app and then fill out a questionnaire and we'll send you your pills. What the hell is going on? It's it's wild, man. Get your anxiety medication. Just take a 15-minute survey on our over and over and over again, man. It's wild. Huh. I have not heard of that. I'm a big Mel fan. Fat Man with Mel Gibson is a pretty good Christmas movie, FYI. In the vein of Die Hard, but way funnier. Okay, okay. Fat Man. I'm going to have to look in that. Look into that. Wayne Smith says, It's so nice of DARPA to give us regular people the internet to have fun with or collect every bit of personal info imaginable. You're not wrong, bro. You're not wrong. They get to brainwash you with television and movies. And then now they've got this stuff, the internet to data collect us. All right, guys, I'm putting link in the chat. You guys follow the link in the chat and uh, come on the show, get a free consult.
we got a little bit of time to do some questions and stuff. Ask me about MMA, fitness, girls, whatever you want. I'm here, bro. Cuban Missile Crisis. <laughs> uh, I am here. You're right, bro. 100%. Pills have destroyed so many people's lives. You're right. What the fuck is going on with this world? It's it's crazy. And it's it's like the amount of normalization you know the kids who are watching these shows unsupervised by their parents just it's non-stop all day long and then people will push back at me be like oh well we need you know mental health awareness it's like we've been pushed they've been pushing mental health awareness my entire life it's been 40 some years I, we're all pretty freaking aware we're all really aware right that there's a lot of crazy people out there and we're also really aware that these pills aren't helping they're not helping they're not helping at all. Oh, those old people, yeah. The majority of people are not helped. They're not. Numbing somebody to reality is not helping. It's not. You, you know, there are plenty of there are plenty of studies and evidence to suggest that exercise, diet, nutrition, you know, socializing with people is far better for your mental health than pills. There's mountains of evidence. It's wild to me that we just keep pushing this stuff. Oh, that's a good question, Brandon Hunter. He says, Fitch, do you believe in the three-day rule, three-date rule? Uh, now, uh, I'll make sure that we're on the same page here. Um, I believe what you're talking referring to is the three-date rule. That It usually takes about three dates before your, a woman will, will sleep with you. That, that can be fairly true. Um, but there are, there are ways to circumvent that you know if you can uh build up that rapport and that desire a lot earlier you can you can do it the first night um it's it's there it's possible it's not because she's easy it's just because you're great um but yeah it is a pretty good it is a pretty good rule uh one of the other ways to circumvent that three-day thing is when you travel multiple places to multiple places on a date it extends it it makes it feel like you're you're going out on more than one date you know so if you can you can meet up and do something uh you you hit it off uh you have fun then you you take it from there you go for a walk around the park you go from there to hey let's stop in here and have a drink before we go okay we're gonna have a drink and then you go to another place and you have like some uh tapas or something not like a full meal but like whatever a snack something but you're walking to multiple locations. It's a it's a three hour date. You, you you walk to three four different spots. It feels like you've been out on more dates than three, and um, things can move along faster that way. But yeah, that's I kind of I kind of do believe that that's a pretty good rule of thumb. So don't don't get all upset. Like you're you're date should be planned in a sense that it allows you to easily transition into physical stuff back at your place but it shouldn't be your your goal your ultimate goal should be like to have a good time and find out whether or not i like this person what do i like about this person what don't i like about this person what about this exper experience do i like you know if you're trying to use dating to help yourself get better at mate picking then that's that's what you want to do if you're just trying to get laid that's a different story if that's all you want to do your whole life it's up to you, but yeah. Oh, 
three date rule. Also, a three strikes rule. Is that is that um, or or are you guys referring to like if you go on three dates and you don't if you don't hook up then next them? Is that the other one? Is that the one you're talking about? Because um, that one I don't believe in. No, because some girls there are good ones out there who who. Uh, may not be that slutty, you know? I'm not saying they don't have sex, not saying they don't sleep around, I'm not saying they won't be a bad girl sometimes. I'm saying that there are some girls who who will make you wait longer before they take that risk, you know? I would hope if I have a daughter, she would be one of those girls. But I don't necessarily think, oh, well, she didn't have sex with me after three dates, so I'm never talking to her again. It depends on, you know, how much do you like her? How much are you getting along how are things going you know how flirty is she with you how into you does she seem is, is she just being careful with you around that stuff or do you get the feeling that you know she's just using you for attention validation and food dates you know there's a there's a big difference with that tally durden's saying use your computer with that link, it's a little iffy on the phone. <laughs> this is something else, man, that's wild. Wayne Smith saying, ketamine therapy for treatment resistant depression. <laughs> the new normal is something else. If, if you've ever, my uh, friend got subscribed nasal ketamine, I tried to puff, dude, that's, you can't go through life like dealing with shit like that. You know, like you just, it's a disassociative, they call it disassociative. So you disassociate with the reality. It's like pulling yourself out of your body and you're like a ghost over your body watching everything going around. Like you're not really there. You're not present. And not being present is stupid. It's really stupid. That's like the whole thing I talk about with learn to fight and, and, um, situational awareness that's all about being aware of your environment what's going on being in the moment you cannot be in the moment you cannot live in the moment if you're disassociated that's wild man <laughs> some guys yeah man it's crazy tyler is a super name says so, so saying so talk to her what a crazy magic is this yeah go out and talk to girls try things if you don't believe something will work you don't know until you try it go out and try it just do it try it let's do it guys hit the link hit the link you guys can do it come on say what's up <laughs> oh man you guys following uh you guys follow any of the Jake Shields smacking that guy? <laughs> they called him a Nazi. <laughs> that's so, that's, I can't believe it was 2022 and people are still yelling that around. You know, it was ridiculous in like 2004, 2015 when they started just calling everybody, everybody who doesn't agree with me is a Nazi. <laughs> like, get out of here. It's terrible. It's terrible. But yeah, he took the guy down and smacked him. <laughs> <laughs> I am here like this. He says, meditation is the answer. That's also why training and martial arts are so therapeutic for a lot of people. 
I, I agree. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to do meditation also. I think a lot of people kind of get turned off to the idea of meditation because they think it's just like sitting there on um, um, but it's not. Anything you can do that is like a low investment of like mental capacity. So like I used to be a dishwasher when I, when I was at the bar, right? I washed dishes. To me, that was very therapeutic and it was meditation because I would, I would be there and I'd wash dishes and I would go through this just rhythm and it would be the same rhythm over and over and over again. I didn't have to think about anything really. I didn't have to focus and concentrate too hard on anything to do a good job doing that. And it allowed for my mind to kind of drift. And uh, I read this in a book once, they called it lateral drift, okay? Like you occupy, occupy yourself, your body enough to allow your brain to kind of do its own thing. And you end up processing things and coming up with new ideas and uh it's just it's great it's, it works really well and i used to yeah it was it really was therapy i would get like therapy from washing dishes but it's also similar to the effect you get when you're training when you are doing hard cardio when you're doing jujitsu you know you're you're occupying yourself you're you're focusing on breathing you're you're attaching mind and body together and it's very, it's very healthy. It's very healthy for you. And I think that's um, extremely beneficial. There's a lot of different ways to do meditation. And I, I agree with you here. Meditation is a, a very good. And what, many people just can't be alone with their own thoughts at all. They can't sit in silence. They can't go through the day without putting on their headphones, without turning on a TV, without having a screen on. Like just sit in silence, man. Sometimes when I drive, there's no radio, nothing. I just drive and I'm, I'm just enjoying my thoughts. Like sit there with your thoughts sometimes. Sometimes like that's what you have to do. Like, being like being bored like is a real weird thing to me, man. I, I really I think people are bored when they're stuck with their own thoughts and they don't want to be in their own thoughts because they don't they're insecure and they don't like the things they're thinking about. So they need some distraction. Wayne Smith. I don't think I have. I don't, I don't know this, Wayne. He's saying, hey, John, have you ever listened to Earl Nightingale's Strange Secret? I'm, I'm not sure if I have. Yeah, that guy, the guy that barely beats CM Punk. Yeah, he's calling everybody a racist. Like, the dude's super light-skinned. I didn't even think he was not white. I thought he was 100% white. <laughs> Whatever. Work therapy, there you go. Really works. So I wonder, like, I wonder, like, us losing a lot of manufacturing jobs, if that had an effect on things like that, you know, because people were in factories and that's what they were doing. They were doing one job all day long. It wasn't super demanding, but it wasn't necessarily easy. So you had to have some level of commitment into the motion. It allowed your brain kind of just to go. And I don't, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm tripping, but maybe there are less crazy people. <laughs> back when we had more factory jobs. Marquivius saying I do that when I'm landscaping. Yep, work therapy. I can see that too being very good. You're, you're digging a hole. You're, you got the post hole digger out and you got, you're there for 30 minutes digging that hole. Like you're going to process so much stuff in your dome while you're doing that work. It's healthy, man. I am here saying totally agree. I relate to the dishes thing too. Uh, Oh man, Brand, 
It's a good question, Brandon Hunter, saying, if your sons were young adults around 20, 30, would you encourage them to find good, a good woman and get married or steer them away from marriage? I would encourage them to wait till they're about 32 to 35 before they ever would consider marriage at all. That way they have more time to uh, plan, develop, grow themselves, understand what they like, what they don't like in a woman. Uh, they need to practice and have skill on differentiating between a good woman and a bad woman. And it takes a lot of time to be able to do that. So I would like them to wait. And then <clears throat> once they find a good woman, possibly. But at the same time, I'm still probably not going to encourage it. And I'm probably not going to push it at all. Uh, I'd rather them not. I'd rather them not get married. I'd rather them cohabitate and have family. Uh, because not of because of marriage itself, not because of joining with somebody in a union that's monogamous and you love each other and you have a family. Not, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That's great. I think men and women are better together. That's ideal. It's better for you. But I do not support the the idea of going to the government and asking for permission to have a union. Why am I asking for permission from the government? Why am I letting them in? on anything I'm doing in my relationships. I think it's really gross that the government is trying to get involved in that. If the church was actually separate from the state and you could get married in a church and it had nothing to do with the government and the government had to keep out of it, I, I could be more open to that, but they won't. Like you cannot go to a church and be like, hey, will you marry us here? Oh, you have to go get a marriage license first. Oh, so where's the separation of church and state? And they'll give you some big long excuse <laughs> why you have to, oh, well, we're a community and blah, 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 blah. No, it's, you're supposed to like, your only authority is supposed to be God. So why am I going to the state and asking them to overlook my marriage? It's stupid. It's dumb. Uh, marriage is not what it used to be. Just like a lot of religions are not what they used to be. The laws uh, around no fault divorce, the, um, the family courts systems, it's just better to avoid it. Unplug. You're not going to fix the system through voting. You're not going to get support from the beta males or the females. They're not going to go and protest. They're not going to get anything changed. The men's right activists over the years have done absolutely nothing to change anything. No one cares. They're a joke. Everybody laughs at them, you know? Uh, so all the options you have to do is kind of just to pull out, move away, pull out from that environment because it's toxic for men. It's, a, it's aggressive towards men. And even, you know, it's, it's not a matter of, oh, well, this girl would never do that. It's a matter. It's, it's not, it doesn't matter because it's the state. The state is the one that has the power and the state is the one that pulls the trigger. I just, uh, unless something's done with, you know, unless something's done with the law and how those laws are done. And I don't know, I think, I think marriage should be way harder to do. It should be much harder for people to get married and it should be twice as hard for them to get divorced. I just, I feel like the state and the churches have bastardized and destroyed marriage, the institution of marriage. And I think it's up for us to individually rebuild our own type of you know, positive relationships away from their nonsense. 
Wayne Smith hmm, is saying, I think you would really enjoy the strangest secret. My dad listened to it as a kid. He's 77 and I listened to it. I encourage everybody to take 30 minutes and give it a listen. Plus, Earl's voice is so smooth. It's a, uh, what's it's a song? It's just a song. What's it about? Hmm. All right, all right, guys. I don't think you guys are going to call in. Not calling in? Come on. Does anybody, uh, Twitch, Twitch comes through on my, uh, on my, uh, my display here. I use Restream and I put stuff through, uh, yeah, through Restream on all those other platforms. Like, I, I don't know how to use Twitch. <laughs> I seriously don't know how to use Twitch. I haven't had the time. I, I've never watched anything on Twitch. I just know people are there and I'm just trying to put as much stuff out as I can. So see where people, I can find people, bring people in. Um, yeah, I just, I'm kind of dumb with the Twitch thing, but I can, I can see these Twitch. I don't know if there's more, if there's more stuff that's not coming through. I don't know. Okay. So we define success in it. It's a song or it's just a, it's just somebody talking. No, not nice. Not nice. Six, nine. One three three seven says, "Have you ever met the Diaz brothers?" Yes, I've met the Diaz brothers. They're uh, they've always been they've always been fine. <laughs> like they've been nice enough to me. Like uh, we've never had any issues. They've never given me any dirty looks or anything. They they've always said hello or whatever. Um, we haven't ever like hung out or anything. We're not besties. I think we have a lot of. Uh, mutual friends and i think we might maybe i get a little bit of a pass because you know some people they know know me okay him talking it's him talking Wayne. okay well what the think about that so what's it called it's called the the strangest secret the strangest secret yep 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 not nice says oh cool i figured if you're from san jose yeah they're they're from uh, no they're from Stockton which is like northeast from here. Modesto, my old uh, my buddy uh, Chris Tinkle, he's a comedian. He's from Modesto. I I nicknamed it Less Desto instead of Modesto. I was calling it Less Desto. He thought that was funny. I think he might he's gonna make some shirts. He stayed with me for like a year, but he's down in uh, Vegas now doing stuff he's a funny guy look him up check him out chris tinkle chris tinkle he's got some great jokes about being a substitute teacher in oakland <laughs> he had to uh he used a fake last name though when he taught because he's like you can't go to a classroom in oakland and write your name mr tinkle on the board because the kids heads would probably explode i think that's i think that's his joke <laughs> i love that joke all right guys um but uh, if nobody's calling in, we're going to go. I got stuff to do, life to live, Christmas to prepare for. And uh, I hope everybody's having a great time uh, out there. I hope you're having a good Christmas season. All right. I'll, uh, I'll check you guys all later.